Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Earlier this week, we celebrated our oldest daughter's 16th birthday. It has been a nostalgic week for me, thinking back, and I've found myself on more than one occasion looking through old photos on my phone and remembering her in different ages, in different stages of life. There's certainly been moments of time as her life becomes more complex, and certainly our family, the dynamics shift and change as different kids reach different milestones, where you think to yourself, oh, for a simpler time, like, oh, when things were easier. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever looked back and thought, if only I knew what I had when things were really easy. Like when I was a kid and it was just about when to get my next hit of fishy crackers. Like that really simple type of life. And then now here you are and you're trying to figure out the complexities of something like a relationship. You're thinking through, how do I get to that destination, which is like a healthy, vibrant marriage, a great family. Or how do I get to that destination in my life? I feel so far from here. I just wish for simpler times. Well, today I want to I want to roll the tape back if we could. Like just roll that clock back and do a little bit of a, a throwback. In fact, this message today, I was trying to think of how I could articulate or say the title. I don't think I can say it, so I'm just going to have to sing it. Ready? Here's the title. Do-do-do-do-do-dora. You know, I was thinking back to when Kezia was young. It was like the first show that she truly loved, Dora the Explorer. It's interesting because I think that was maybe one of the first television programs that that actually helped solve problems. It wasn't just telling a story and leaving it for you to figure out how your life fits in the story. It was solving a problem. I mean, the problem was like, Abuela needs cocoa to make her chocolate cake. How, how can we solve this problem? But yet there was a problem to be solved and then a solution that rolled from there. I want to make the case today that whatever you're looking at relationally, whatever type of problem you're trying to solve in your relationship, whether it's I am single and don't want to be, or I'm in a really stressful relationship with a communication breakdown and I'd like to fix that, or I'm overcoming some pain from past relationships and don't know how to get to that place called healing, whatever that might be, there is actually a, a simpler solution perhaps then you've been led to believe. Maybe in your emotion you've thought this is just going to get worse and worse and it is harder and never going to be solved. I really do think that there are some principles that can be learned and applied to your life that will lead you into success, will lead you into a, a solution. So if we could today, why don't we take a lesson from Dora? You know, when a problem needs to be solved, one of the first things you need to figure out is how do I get to the solution. Like, how do I figure out from where I am now how to get to the solution? Whatever that problem might be. Do you know that the Bible actually offers wisdom, principles that apply to every part of our life? The Bible is actually God-breathed and it's useful for teaching and training and even rebuking us so that we might be raised up to be who God's called us to be. Let me show you uh, this scripture, the book of Psalm chapter 19. Psalm chapter 19, speaking of the principles of God. In verse 7, it says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. And the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. And the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. And the commands of the Lord are uh, radiant, giving light to the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is 
pure, enduring forever. And the decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. They're more precious than gold. They're much more pure than gold. They're, they're sweeter than honey, than honey that comes from the honeycomb. I mean, this whole portion of scripture just reminding us that the word of God actually has relevant solutions to whatever problems we might face, like principles to help us get to where we're trying to go. I mean, for Dora, that was the map, right? She looked at a map, said, here's where I am. I need to get there. And how do I get there? How am I going to navigate that? And there's simple, repeatable steps. And even from, from a young age, a, a child embraces the thought that I don't just show up at my solution. I've got to actually walk through a process. I want to encourage you. You might be single right now saying, how can I be a better spouse one day? Get comfortable with the word of God. Spend time in God's word because there are life-giving principles that apply to seasons of your life that you haven't even prepared for. Look at what it says in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 in uh, in verse 16, speaking of again the word of God, it says this, Colossians 3.16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Let God's word dwell inside of you richly. Like remember Dora, it's around the tree, over the bridge, through the gate, we've arrived at the destination, whatever that might be, the the little rhymable, memorable, repeatable solution to the problem. Do you know the word of God has principles that'll help you be a better communicator? Principles that'll help you to forgive. Principles that'll help you to overcome bitterness. Principles that'll help you to walk in purity. In fact, the Word of God is described in Psalm 119 and verse 105 as a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. Like a map that shows us where we're going and how to get there. I don't know how, how good you are with directions. I personally, like I'm pretty good with directions, but I love maps. I love sitting back, looking at a map and trying to internalize it and remember where I'm wanting to go. And then I'm that guy who says, I don't need to look at the map again. I got it. It's locked in. I'm ready. And then there's other people you say, I don't remember where I'm going. I just want to know the step by step. Give me the GPS version. Give me the little automated voice that says, take your next left. And when I make that mistake, reroute me. Well, guess what? The word of God is both those things. Both the map that gives you big, long-term perspective of where you're trying to navigate to and the GPS that tells you how to take the next step. So before you get yourself into whatever problem you're trying to solve, get familiar with the Word of God. It's going to make you a better girlfriend. It's going to make you a better boyfriend. It'll make you a better husband, wife, father, mother. It'll make you better in every aspect of your relationships if you can learn to follow the principles of God. You're saying, oh, Pastor Josh, that's pretty simple. Like, read my Bible and I'll be better at life. Yes, absolutely. Like, why would we complicate life more than it has to be? There are simple principles to be learned. So I want to encourage you today, embrace the process of learning God's Word. Like, embrace the lifestyle of internalizing and meditating upon and repeating and and memorizing the Word of God. And watch how it will come to the surface when you need it the most. You know, the second thing I I learned from Dora that I think applies to the, the problems that you might be trying to solve in your life, certainly the ones I'm trying to solve in mine, and the complexities of the relationships that exist, is I need the Holy Spirit. 
Like truly, I need the resource that comes from God. The Bible is amazing because it is the, the principles of God. But unless I know how to apply the principles, sometimes it just feels like information. You know what I'm talking about? But the Holy Spirit, the, the very Spirit of God, actually lives in us and walks with us so that we might learn how to apply the truth of God's Word. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 in verse 19 says this, speaking of the Spirit of God. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are now a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? The Holy Spirit of God is in you. If you're in relationship with Jesus, that means you have all the resource of the presence of God with you wherever you go. Jesus described the Spirit this way in John chapter 14 and uh, in verse 16. It says this, I will ask my Father and He will give you an advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth with you forever. Down to verse 26, it says this, uh, and that advocate, the Holy Spirit from the Father, will send, uh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've said to you. What an incredible resource we have in keeping in step with the Spirit. I think like the Holy Spirit is like backpack. You know what I'm talking about. You remember, remember Dora's backpack? I don't know how she got everything in there. How did she get an umbrella and a hand glider and, you know, a, a package of dynamite? I don't know if kids should play with dynamite. Like, how did she get all that in the backpack? It's like this infinite resourced backpack having things that she will need before she knew she would need them. That's like your relationship with the Holy Spirit. God actually has solutions to problems you didn't even know you were going to get into. Like the words to say to that, that situation you get in that you didn't even know you'd get in. The, the boldness and the courage to do what's right in a complex, uh, you know, concocted circumstance that you never planned to get yourself into. The presence of the Holy Spirit is more than enough. It's all that you need. And God has promised that He will be what you need when you need it. That's why the Apostle Paul could say, I can actually rejoice in my areas of weakness because in my weakness... I see God's power doing its best work. The Holy Spirit coming to play, so to speak, when I need it the most. That's why it's so important that we don't just read God's Word and put the Bible back on the shelf, but we keep in step with the Spirit. We develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Take with you the greatest resource you have. You know, there's complexities in your relationship you never planned on. You, you watch the end of a, a romantic movie and it said they lived happily ever after and you thought that was the goal, that was the quest. And then you find that in the midst of your relationship, it takes so much work and you don't have the tools you need, but you actually do because the Holy Spirit has promised to go with you. You're like, man, Pastor Justin, this is super simple. We're in this Lovers in a Dangerous Time series and you're going simple. You're going Dora-level principles. Well, I actually think that great relationships are actually built on really simple principles. Like the greatest, most successful lives are not someone just lucking into it or, 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 or happening to stumble over success. It's living a principled, simplified life. So you got the word. It's like the map. 
You've got the Holy Spirit. That's, that's like the, the, the backpack, the infinite resource, all you need when you will need it. Then number three, I think it's so important that you, you make a friend. Like for real, how important is, is boots in the, the narrative of Dora's life? Like for some of you, you think if I just found the right person, that one, they would make me feel like I matter and they would bring all the joy and fulfillment I need in my life when the truth of the matter is you just might need a monkey wearing gumboots. Like you just need to find a friend who will stick with you. That, that type of person who is at your side. You know, I, I like to put it this way. Before you, you figure out who your bride is, figure out who your best man is. Maybe before you find Prince Charming, why don't you figure out who your maid of honor is, who those people are who will just do life with you. I think one of the greatest things you can do to invest into the success of your future relationship or to actually strengthen the success of your present one is to continue to develop good, honest relationships. People who know you, they know you at your worst and they still call out the best in you. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. Man, this is so simple. I'm talking Bible. I'm talking Holy Spirit. And I'm talking make yourself some friends. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24 says this. One who has unreliable friends will soon come to ruin. Whew. I've lived that. Have you lived that? Where you're seeking the advice of friends who don't even know any better in your situation? I mean, you're having problems in your romantic relationship, and so you find your most single friend and ask them for real advice. You're having problems maintaining purity, and so you find someone else who struggles in the same area, and you bear your heart to them only to find that they don't have the solution either. I want to encourage you, don't just make friends. Make good friends. Be honest with your friends. Make reliable Friends, for some, really the, the most important thing you can evaluate right now is what is the quality of friendship I have in my life right now? And truly, if it's not the, the depth of friendship you'd like to have, guess what? Start now. Continue now. Build now. Grow now. Become the type of loyal friend who's there for someone else and watch how it will reciprocate into your life as well. You know, in Psalm chapter 133, 133, it says this, how good and pleasing it is when people dwell together in unity. It's there that God commands a blessing. I'm praying right now, blessing over your friendships, blessing over every relationship. It would be crazy if we, we came into this series and it's a relationship series. And so all we talked about is the complexities of romantic love. Because so many of the principles that will lead to a better marriage actually start with building better friendships. So many principles that will help you make the right decision when emotions are high and when, when, when tension exists and when the stakes are so high. Just come and learning how to become the best friend to the people in your life right now. So I want to encourage us. Let's live together in unity. You say, Pastor, that's tough because I'm isolated right now. It's tough because there's like a vulnerable person in my family that really requires me to be vigilant, super vigilant. I'm, I'm keeping distance in this, this pandemic. But it also is opening up for you a, a different type of time. It's simplifying for us this dip, different, you know, clarity around our priorities. Why don't you prioritize the building of relationships right now for the people who will remind you what the map said? 
The people will remind you the resource that you have, will help you make the decision. Is this the time for the umbrella or is this the time for the hand glider? Those that'll draw you back to the resource that you have in the Holy Spirit. And then the ones who just stick with you, even when you go the wrong way. Those are the type of friends you want. So it's that simple. Get in the word. Keep in step with the Spirit and bring the resource of heaven with you wherever you go. Find some friends who you can do life with. And then remember, there's an enemy of your soul whose sole purpose it is to rob you. I'm talking not only about Swiper, but about the devil. The Bible says in John 10, 10, there is a thief who has come to steal and to kill and to destroy Be aware that the gift God has for you, it's a hot commodity in the eyes of your enemy. He wants to steal from you anything that would bring you life, anything that would bring you happiness, anything that would bring you joy, even the beauty of your relationships. So be aware of Swiper. I mean, that's, that's the greatest role Boots plays in the, in Dora's life is showing her where Swiper's at. So what? We can say Swiper, no swiping. Like some of us, we actually just need to talk to the devil that way and say, devil, not today. And on the topic of swiping, like for real, if you're going to dating apps, yeah, I'm going there. If you're going to dating apps to try to bring satisfaction to your life, if you're looking to an app on your phone to tell you that you matter, I'm telling you right now, swiper, no swiping. Just like cut that out. It is not going to bring you the fulfillment you think. That momentary gratification will not bring the the quality and depth of relationship. You say, but I heard of this one success story. Cool. We've all heard of one success story, but if you don't have the principles in place, it doesn't just happen that way. So swiper, no swiping in this season of loneliness. Don't dig into, you know, this eternal pit of, of insecurity and loneliness. Instead, find your value in, in what God says about you. Why? Because he says this is a thief who's come to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have life that's more abundant. God wants to give you an overflowing good beautiful, prosperous, blessed, whole life, full of joy. And you say, well, what about hard things? Yeah, you're going to have hard things. Well, what about pain? Yeah, pain comes, comes with the whole process of being alive. But he's come that in the midst of pain, we can have a life full of joy. Do you know the book of Ephesians chapter 2? And with this, I close. Ephesians chapter 2 and in verse 8. Paul is describing the indescribable gift of of the grace of God. Last week, uh, we looked at at Ephesians 2.10, where it says that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good work. It's like we're God's poem. There's something so beautiful and precious that God put on the inside of you when he created you. And uh, just before that portion of scripture, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it says this. It says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. It's not from yourself. It's actually a gift from God, not by works, so none of us can boast. Do you know the thing that you're looking for is actually a gift from God? The life that you're looking for, the relationship that you're looking for, the the fulfillment that you're looking for can only be found in the receiving of God's grace. It's the answer. And really interestingly, the the word gift that Paul decides to, to use here is Translated from the Greek word Dora. Isn't that crazy? That God has a gift for you. It's His grace. 
It's given not because you've earned it, not because you deserved it, but because he wants the best for you. And that gift of grace, that gift of life that comes to you, swiper is looking to swipe it. But Jesus has come that you could have it and receive it. Put these simple principles into your life, like follow the word of God and keep in step with the spirit and bring good friends along with you and watch. You can overcome every obstacle in your way and receive the fullness of that gift that only God can bring. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.